Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 62. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here as usual with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. How are you on this fine Friday? Excellent. It's been a it's been a slow-ish week security-wise. I mean, with the with the Fourth of July holiday, we're in here on uh, July seventh, recording in Chernobyl. But yeah, it's been. I mean, there's there's been a couple things here and there, but it's it's been a slowish week. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's still a lot of fallout from last week. Oh yeah, from Petya, not Petya. Exactly. Uh, I don't. Yes, that's 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 still an ongoing. Uh, uh, issue. I was going to say controversy, but it's not really a controversy. It's just a, it's a problem. It's a story. I yeah, mean, it's, a story. it's developing. It continues to develop. Right. Well, on this slow, shortened week, holiday week, I thought it would be a good opportunity to discuss uh, an interesting trend that came up at the recent Cloud Identity Summit 2017 in, in Chicago, which uh, is a it's a very good show, the Cloud Identity Summit. Uh, it's put on by Ping Identity, one of the uh, leaders in the SSO identity management space. And they put this show on for a number of years. I've gone to it the last three. And I've always found it to be a, a, a pretty informative show in terms of really drilling down into a, a, a slice of the security pie, identity and access management, really uh, providing a lot of insight into different uh, many trends and, and activity in that space. A lot of good speakers from a lot of big companies, Google, Microsoft, etc. Well, this year they talked about, a, a number of individuals talked about machine learning in identity and access management and how we're going to sort of evolve to the point where authentication and identity management is no longer going to be just sort of dependent on someone entering a password and maybe a one-time passcode or a, a 2FA, you know, uh, uh, authenticator. It's going to be dependent on many, 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 many factors. And rather than have humans sit in a cubicle somewhere or in a little, you know, IT department office, making judgments on all that data, we are going to sort of empower machine learning algorithms or cognitive computing systems to run through all that data, the layers of data around authentication, and determine whether or not someone is who they claim to be, and whether or not you grant them access to applications and services that they are trying to get access to. And I thought this was an interesting trend because, Peter, you and I have talked many times in the office about how paranoid I am about the machines taking over, about artificial intelligence. I mean, we can be real here, right? I've, I've, I've talked about that a lot. I mean, you share some of that, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I'm paranoid about it. No, you're definitely it. not paranoid. I don't think you're paranoid about anything. You are the, you're the zen to my <laughs> panic, uh, my overreaction, I would say. Okay. I think, that, I think that's how I would describe the relationship here in the uh, podcast studio. But uh, I, I, I guess at first I thought, oh, the, what a great application, you know, for, for machine learning algorithm. If what we're talking about is actual machine learning and not just, oh, it's an algorithm. I mean, it, that's, we, you and I have talked about this a lot. You have, have 
talk to people talk to people at RSA about you know the difference between machine learning and just sort of an algorithm that does that sort of automates it, it's essentially a bot it, it it automates processes that humans normally would do but it does it in sort of maybe a faster or more efficient manner but remains to be seen whether or not it's actually learning which is an issue but what do you think about sort of before I, I start getting into what worries me about this if you had been at Cloud Identity Summit and you heard uh, some of the keynotes, which I'll, I'll get into the specific, uh, specifics in a minute, but you had heard, oh, we're going we're gonna to take authentication, identity access management, and we're going to start outsourcing some of that to machine learning. Your reaction would have been... Interest? <laughs> <laughs> Not panic. Not panic, but one thing that that uh, struck me or, or that I remembered uh, as you were as you were describing that I want to say it's in the last year or so that I've that I heard uh, and and the, the problem with this is that, that it's sort of like it's a rumor at this point in my mind because I can't attribute it at all right but I remember hearing somebody saying that or writing or or, or some somehow communicating that Banks nowadays, it doesn't matter if you're off by a character or two in your password mm -hmm. because the banks are so sophisticated in their authentication that they know the difference between you logging in from your home, from your home computer, the one that you signed in originally from, mm -hmm. and somebody trying to, uh, to log in with your password from a bad actor's location. Right. So now I, I question that because I've entered my password incorrectly by a, pa a character or two at my bank and didn't get logged in. Right. Because but maybe they're, they're not logging maybe they're not locking you out like they would if they detected a Well, they don't lock you out initially. You, you have right. to you have it, 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 it takes a while. Tries. Yeah, you got to try a few times. But this was this person was say, was uh, claiming that that they don't care if you get the password exactly right, as long as it's close and you're and all the other things are lining up. Yes. So, on the one hand, I think that it's good for to use computer to, to use a machine to do some of these things because a machine is not going to be uh, distracted by a baby crying over the telephone when you try to socially engineer the person at the other end. Yep. The, they're not going to be. They're not going to be convinced by you saying, I'm an important person. I'll have your job if you don't authenticate That's a great me. Point. They're not going to be uh, fooled by the social, hopefully. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully the machine learning would, would teach the machine to, to, work, to, to reproduce the, a perfect human who's well-trained and, and, and disciplined. Right. Um, the thing that I worry about is that the machine learning will replicate humans which would replicate the human errors, as we saw in the last year or so with some of the uh, attempts to, to automate uh, things like um, policing Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 there, there was some AI that turned into a racist bot yep. because... Because that's, that's what, what it, it had learned. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's what it had been subjected to. So. so, yeah, I'm hoping that that's not what happens. Yeah, but that would be bad. But I would be optimistic because, and we've talked, as you mentioned, we've talked about this and we've, we've seen examples all over the place of people 
uh, bypassing strong companies, strong security by just subverting one person on the phone. And yeah. the thing is, it doesn't have to be the first one that they call. They don't have to get everyone. They don't have to do, succeed every time they try. Right. They just have to succeed once. Yeah. So if they if they call back five times on, on somebody's account trying to, to break into it, that's what happens. So um, I think everything, I, I think systems are getting better over time, mm -hmm. but I do think that uh, people can be fooled because they have emotions. And yeah. You know, Unless you can hire people that don't have emotions. Yeah. No, that's a good point about about sort of trying to confirm your identity to a third party that may be, you know, like your your telecom service or something like that, and just the risk that you may run of uh, having some having a, a threat actor try to social engineer their way into that account, and if you had a machine learning system that uh, was 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 judging these things on a number of factors, then the likelihood of that occurring would be a lot less. And those factors, I mean, that was a big discussion at Cloud Identity Summit was about, you know, this idea of intelligent identity, contextual authentication, basically taking a number of different factors. And Alex Simons, uh, he's the director of program management for Microsoft's identity division. He's spoken at the uh, conference uh, for a couple of years now, and he did a keynote where he was, he was basically talking about, you know, you have all these layers, these these factors, what the, what a lot of the folks in the identity space call signals, and it could be physical or behavioral, uh, behavioral biometric data, it could be geolocation data, like you said, logging into your bank account from, you know, a foreign a, a foreign land, an unknown IP address, or just an unknown device that hasn't been authenticated yet, that hasn't been registered as a trusted device by that account. You know, flagging those things and then making sort of a a judgment based on how many factors are are offline and how many, you know, because sometimes you will try to log into your computer from a new location and it's not a trusted device or location yet. Uh, the thing that's that's really interesting is, and this was a, this was another part of the event where uh, uh, a gentleman from IBM, uh, Eric Mass, he's the director of cloud I identity and access management at IBM. He talked about, and he, he, the the title of, of his of his keynote was pretty interesting. It was will the cognitive enterprise inspire your IAM strategy? And he was very bullish on the future of basically using I. Uh, uh, machine learning to do all these calculations and collect all of these signals and basically me measure them and make sure that like, okay, Peter, the way that this person is typing, the way they're using the mouse, this conforms to sort of the patterns, the, pre the, 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 the previous patterns displayed by Peter. So we're gonna, you know, that's a check. We're gonna authenticate that. And, and he, he was, I mean, he really thought. I think that this is gonna like this is going to transform how we do authentication. It's gonna be more efficient. Yes, there are gonna be mistakes made, and machine learning algorithms are gonna have to learn. So there's gonna be trial and error. But but this is the way it was going. And you would have loved this presentation, Peter, because he was he was feeding in slides uh, during his keynote that had you know HAL 9000, open the pod bay doors, HAL and you know, he's got Terminator, he's got Minority Report in there, so he was really, he was really getting in there with, uh, you know, feeding into my, my sci-fi paranoia about machines. 
But here's here's the issue. So so let's say that machine learning algorithm, for whatever reason, let's say bad actors are just trying to feed it data to throw it off, or maybe it's just not learning as fast as it should. And let's say it starts rejecting people. Uh, what do you do then? Like, what what if it starts making judgments? It starts making judgments that say, "Oh, Peter, th this isn't close enough to how Peter used to type," and maybe it's because you you know you're like me, you broke your hand because you slipped on on some ice. What then? It's not like a human, like if you're talking about layers and upon layers of data, it's not like a human can go in there and start to say, okay, machine learning algorithm, uh, okay, Carlos or whatever, we're going to nickname you, our little machine learning system. Uh, I'll take over and I'll look at this data and I'll determine whether or not Peter is who, who, like it's basically, isn't it kind of all or nothing? Like either you trust the machine learning algorithm or you don't. Um, it's not like you can have a human come in and start judging that data like the machine learning algorithm would. Well, you're right. I mean, that that scares me. Uh, and and it is it, it, it's pretty scary. Um, one of the one thing that I that I'm again can't recall the exact source for this, but um, I know that we I, I know I've worked on pieces here uh, two years ago almost about uh, the end of the perimeter in yeah. the network mm -hmm. um, and and a tweet that I I didn't flag because I didn't think it would be important the other day was indicating that uh, people are moving away from the perimeter so the perimeter is not as important as authentication authentication becomes and I think that's a good thing ultimately yeah. because if, if if we can find ways to authenticate it's something you can control yeah it's something you control but it's also it means that I, it frees me from being stuck to one computer yeah. one yeah phone absolutely one. it means that i can log in from wherever um that i feel comfortable logging in from and i don't need to go through extra hoops because the the hoop that i have to jump through is authentication and whether that means getting a um a, a hardware dongle that i use to as a, as a second or, th or even third factor the thing about for uh, about biometrics that bothers me is that i can't change that i don't have i don't have control over my biometrics yeah i mean i suppose you could always remove a factor if it gets exposed but yeah my fingers nah, not, not remove the fingers but oh, like, but like take it out of the um equation right the iam system right right i, I would never advocate you chopping <laughs> your fingers off well, but the thing is that uh, the the thing about biometrics has been, you know, people have been talking about biometrics for yeah. a really long time yeah. about fingerprint recognition. I mean, and I've said this before, but 1996 uh, was the first time I saw a fingerprint reader. Yeah. Um, and people were saying the people who were selling it were saying this is a secure way to, to keep people out of your systems. Well, maybe it is, and maybe it's not. But but once I lose control of my fingerprints as in the OPM hack uh, three years ago, um, then it's like losing control of your of your user ID. It's like giving somebody else not just your user ID, but your password, because if your fingerprints are acting like your, like a password, then, and yeah. you can't control, you can't change them, that's bad. But if you treat the fingerprints or the biometric as a confirmation of the user ID, yeah. Um, that makes more sense. I like the idea of using 
something you can carry around with you as a hardware dongle I, or, or hardware factor. Like a, like a YubiKey from you. Exactly. I mean, I've got one on my on my my key ring, and I always have it with me. I always know where it is. I never have to worry about it uh, unless I lose control of the keys, which I'm pretty good about uh, my practice, my DevOps for keys. Um, so I, I always have it with me. Um, I think combining that with some other thing that I know that I'm not going to forget then that gives me, I feel like that gives me a pretty good tool for authenticating accurately and reliably. Yeah. Um, when you start adding, m the more things you add on top of it, the more complicated it, it can get. I know, and that's, that's what I, I kind of worry about. You know, I, 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 I ran through a, a, a range of emotions as I was listening to, to the content of the show. At first I was like, this sounds like a great idea. And I'm like, and then it, I sit there and I say, oh, I, I can see some some potential issues. And then and then the further, the more I sort of discussed it with people, and the more I thought about it, the more I, I started to say, oh, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know about this. We need to work some things out before we start rolling out authentication, you know, offloading it to machine learning algorithms. And um, I want to read something that Eric Mass from IBM said during his keynote. And I wrote a story about sort of this whole general trend for uh, for search security. It, it, uh, the article was, was it's now a couple weeks old. But uh, Eric Mass said, uh, uh, quote, so why do we all still have jobs here? He's asking the audience full of identity professionals. And he says, quote, we're all here because these things are still tough. Authentication is still tough because it's hard to prove who you are to a machine. It's hard to write a bunch of infinite um, an infinite list of, uh, of ACLs, um, access control lists, and different types of authorization policies and entitlements to define who can do what on what systems, when and where, in a finite or comprehensive fashion. And basically, you, you talk to people and they say, yeah, if you start, if you, if you want all these different factors and these signals to, to go into the authenticate or not equation for a machine learning algorithm, and it keeps growing. That's going to make it. The, it's going to make these systems inherently more complex, and that's dangerous. I mean, you could you could be in a situation where five years from now, instead of logging in, it's your authentication, your access control is dependent on, you know, not just sort of your, uh, you know, static information, a, a, a passcode or your date of birth or your biometrics. It's it's potentially changing information like gate scans or uh, behavioral biometrics, analytics, and once you stack all that information up continually over you know years and years and years, I mean that's that's pretty complex. It's not something that like an identity professional can just sort of lift you know lift the hood up and say, oh yeah, well that's why it's rejecting Peter, even though we know Peter is Peter, it's rejecting them because it's misreading or it's reading this this scan of his of his typing is viewing that as being slightly off and that's why you're being rejected it's not something that i think you're going to be able to tell as the as the data starts to pile up and then so you're really then you're really going to be at the mercy of not to overreact but you're going to be at the mercy of hal or carlos or whatever you call the 
uh, machine learning algorithm to let you into the mission critical app or let you into the admin access control uh, uh, panel or, or whatever it is that you need to get into if you're a privileged account. Uh, and that's, I, I don't know, I, do we wanna go there? I, I definitely have reservations, obviously you can tell. Um, and it, I, I, I don't know how well these things are actually gonna learn either. Uh, but it does, it, 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 there's huge potential for it, but also a lot of, a lot of potential risk, potential dangers, potentially bad users experience. And I think that's what might sink this more than anything. Like if you're, if you're, if you, Peter are getting rejected, I mean, isn't that worse almost than the alternative, you know, it's somehow getting hacked or somehow getting gamed by, uh, advanced threat actors who know how to throw off an algorithm. Isn't it, isn't it just, you know, false, false negatives. Yeah, false negatives are pretty bad. Um, but a, as we're talking, I'm, I'm reminded of a movie uh, that, if I remember correctly, was based on a, on a possibly true story. Um, this illustrates that the problem of authentication is not new. Yeah. Um, I want to say the, the title of the movie was The Return of Martin Gare. Um, oh. It was about, this took place... Uh, multiple centuries ago, I think, in possibly France. Uh, Martin Gare left his village one day, went off out s somewhere else, and seven years later, somebody came back, said, I am Martin, took went moved back into Martin's house in with Martin's wife, family. Um, the question is, after seven years, or the number of years, I, I, I want to say seven because it's a good story number, but so after that time, the Martin that returned, he looked slightly different. Well, he's older. Um, maybe he was his body shape changed. Maybe he got bigger somehow or yep. smaller, skinnier, more beard, less beard, yeah. more hair, less hair. But, the, but he, he was sort of like Martin enough to fool everybody else and I know that this is a, a trope that comes up not commonly but no. it comes up often enough yeah. um, to know that that there have been questions about how do you authenticate somebody yeah um, part of it has to do with maintaining continuity if you change your life enough that can change your your odds of being properly authenticated right even without computers so so it's a you know the question is not how do we get to 100% perfect, um, it's how do we get to good enough for most cases. Yeah. And don't worry about that one in a million or one in 10 million or right. one in a billion. Right, what's an acceptable threshold. Yeah, I right. mean, exactly. What I just, yeah, and I just wonder like if the first time that a machine learning algorithm gets gamed or gets beaten by an attacker, that somehow manages to get around all that contextual data or fake it or whatever, whether or not that threshold is going to be, you know, instead of 75% sure, it's going to be 95% sure. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then the burden becomes even higher and the, and the rejection, you know, the false, the false negative rate goes even higher. I mean, that's, that's a discussion for down the road, but yeah. Martin Garrett, yes, it's a it's a music. It was a book, and a, I guess a musical. 
I'm reading was about it? it right now. I thought I saw it. I don't remember music. A mo- movie? Movie. Oh, uh, no. I take that back. Yes, it was a 1982 film, but they also did a musical on it later on. So. Oh, probably a Broadway musical. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, good reference. Kind of like Mad Men with Don Draper. So. Um, okay, that's one I have. It's over your head? It, well, it's yeah, it's a pop right. culture reference that I don't get. We can... We <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, on that note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Peter, thank you for joining me for this discussion of, well, not only Martin Garrett, but of uh, identity and access management and applying machine learning algorithms to IAM and what the future may hold. So thank you for being a calming, uh, rational influence on my burgeoning paranoia about it. I'm always happy to be here and especially happy to hear that I'm a calming influence oh as always as always well thank you and thank you to the readers and listeners of search security i'm rob wright and we will see you next time